Felix, what, what are your thoughts? IP, 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 IP. That's what matters to me. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Emergent Gamer Podcast, brought to you by the OG Podcast Network. It's episode 222, 222. It's a great number, dude. Very, very even. I'm here uh, with Neo Aoshi. What's up? I'm here with Felix Hergood. Hey, this is Felix Hergood. And I am Trib Zero. How are you guys doing today? We're doing pretty good. Doing well. Good? Yeah. We're doing, a, we're doing a Discord show today, guys. That's why it sounds a little bit different to your ears, potentially. You know, little uh, little at home action. I think Felix might not be super above the weather; might be under the weather, um, and they want to infect us. He's an audio perfectionist. I feel so bad, man. I just feel, <laughs> I'm, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm Felix sorry. Felix is quarantined because you're sick. Sorry, right? patient number zero, right? Fucking here, dude. Yeah, and he didn't want to spread it to us, which I really, really, mm-hmm. really. But he still wanted to do the show, which is you know good on you, man. It's fantastic. Well, there was a lot of fucking news, man. There is. It was Gamescom, Gamescom. last Sunday. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely get to that later for sure. Cool. Mm-hmm. Felix, do you? Um, but first, yeah, 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 let's 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 talk about what we've been doing, like we always do. Felix, what are you doing? What have I been doing? Okay. Uh, more bone picking with our good old friend Randy fucking Pitchford. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude. And this guy's gonna come after you. Get, one day. The, get this shit. So I'm totally fucking live this morning, going through like this minutia that I gotta go through of all this fucking shit I gotta do in order to get this trophy. And I say verbally to uh, the fucking audience that's watching me this morning, I say, "Well, I can't. Re- I guess I can't really blame all this on Randy Pitchford." Because he's like not necessarily the guy at the lower end of the totem pole, but the guy who's specifically involved in all the decisions of this game. So no. guarantee he he wasn't necessarily involved in the the specific trophy that I was fucking with. No, he was I think you're, his magic you're, you're thinking of the hundreds and hundreds of people who have made the game. Yes. Right, right, right. So I get through the thing that I needed to do. Now that thing was I was trying to beat. Cromerax. Cromerax, <laughs> if you don't understand God. who that is, don't, it was, I don't, for sure. It was Borderlands' attempt to come out with a raid. So Cromerax is this giant really? like claw creature, comes out of the ground. He's not really related to the story in the General Knox Armory DLC. He's not really related to it. He's just kind of this big, huge monster that unlocks. And the design originally was that four players would take him on raid style and he was hard he's really hard like he level he scales two levels higher than the hardest difficulty which is level 69 so he's got three (laughs) (laughs) he scaled he scaled right he's 69 nice so he scaled to 72 that was his level and then the little guys around him are 69 and 70 that you're fighting Mm -hmm. gotcha Um, so they're above what you could possibly be in the game 
Now, besides this trophy, the Cromerax, I defeated Cromerax trophy, there are there there are three super annoying farm trophies that are that you the only way to accomplish them is to farm the fuck out of them. And they involve this other boss called Minak, which is in the Claptrap DLC, a different DLC. Um, I had to do that for two days. I had to do an hour session every single day. It was mm-hmm. three days. Um, where I would shoot these uh, mini claptraps that come out of this bigger claptrap. And as I kill them, these things with super rare RNG potential, like, eventually drop. <laughs> the things were, I'm going to rattle this off because this is how fucking lunatic this is, pizza, oil cans, pink panties, fish in a bag, and claptrap bobbleheads. They would drop these things? Rarely. Like, so you would have to kill, I probably killed. Tell me what the benefit of these pink panties are. Yeah, what do you. It's just one of the trophies. It was called, now that's a party, is the trophy. And it's all the things. Did you have to get all of these things together? No, you had to get uh, three fish in a bag, five pink panties, and 15 pizza. And that trophy was called, now that's a party. Okay. Okay, created by Randy. Damn, that is a party. Created by Randy Pitchford of all people. <laughs> Randy Pitchford. Um, so anyway, so I got, I did all that farming, and I thought that would be the hardest thing because I thought there was an easy. Th- I didn't realize that Cromorax was a raid boss. I just thought he was a hard boss. Well, but, when he said, all right, so you're saying he's a raid boss. What what makes it a raid? He's designed for four people. He's not designed for one solo person. I don't think that would qualify as a raid he, right. in terms of just like, well, I mean, you, okay, it's not like destiny raid with all these like really high. Like, I'm not even, I'm not even talking about destiny raid. I'm just talking about like, like MMO rating. Well, in he, general, he requires some more complex thought. You have to consider like, so each one of the guys that come out of him are invincible to certain elemental damage. So like mm-hmm. one one creature that comes out this little slug thing can only be killed with incendiary. And then another one that coming out can only be killed. And like you imagine like when this game first came out or when this like DLC first came out, th- these people that played it didn't know this. So they So had he's, to, a, he's a very mechanics heavy. Yeah. Uh, when it, when he boss, was first played boss fight. I imagine yeah. when he was first played people had to go through this a couple times and wipe a lot. And, and, and by the way, you're fighting what, them on. Yeah, yeah. You're also fighting them on a fucking ledge. There's a huge ledge, and like his little creatures rush you and can punch you off of it. Mm-hmm. So like, I can see this being more complex than an average. Like, just you're still, you know, you're still bullet sponging him. Like, you still have to like. Sure. Take, yeah, yeah. He has like little like uh, bubbles on his. Uh, talons or whatever the fuck they're called <laughs> where you if you yeah. if you shoot them enough they blow up and then his arm just it blows off right sure so it's a little bit more complicated but not intended what i mean by raid is not intended for one person intended for four so i didn't gotcha. i didn't know this so i go uh, immediately i start scouring for videos um to figure out how to solo this is it possible to solo this I'm sure some sure crazy enough, gamer out there has. Sh- no, sure enough, there was what they call the ledge, like cheese. It was a le- It was called the ledge <laughs> cheese. One single, Always a ledge cheese. One dude. single person 
can go to the, the ledges that he pushes you off, that, that, that his little guys can push you off. You get down on a lower ledge, and if you're crouched, Cromer X would get stuck in this like motion like this, and he mm-hmm. wouldn't move. He would just be in this motion doing this over and over again. And then you could shoot him endlessly with whatever gun you had um, and get him. That and sounds then, like a pretty good deal. But, but this was in, hold on, this was in the version on the, the Xbox 360. The original version. Okay. okay. And the PC. Did they patch this, I'm guessing? Uh, of course they did. So with the <laughs> re-release, the version that I have, they didn't completely patch out the ability to do the ledge, but what I discovered is it's in a different place along the ledge. Mm. So ultimately I found, after many, many videos and me failing at this Cromerax guy, I finally found the sweet ledge for the re-release and did the glitch. After doing all that, like the credits roll, and whose name do I see at the top of the list? Randy fucking Pitcher. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, no, no, no. I can't, I'm saying I can't blame Randy because no way he's making the active decisions on this specific DLC. And sure enough, he's making the active decisions on this. It was like his name first. It was like Randy Pitcher. I'm like, you fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Put me through all. So you, wait, so you did this on your own? Yeah, I did it. You soloed this uh, this four person. Yeah, boss, well, the, the hardest thing is once you you can shoot him from this ledge continuously until his health is like this. So yeah. his health ends up being like this, and then at that point you have to go into the battlefield and fight him and his minions. But uh, the character I played is the preferred one for this. I mean, I picked her for no, just coincidentally. I picked right. Lil- Lilith, Lilith. Be- and she has a really cool thing where she goes into this like kind of invisible and can move around the stage while regaining her health. So uh, you very can, key. You, Sounds you can, very key. Right. The last thing that kills Cromorax is on his back. And whenever, and this is the craziest thing, whenever your feet are on the ground, they have the AI set to like turn right to you. So you have to do this thing called like, that it's kind of like this he you go into your lilith move you move around invisible and when you come out of your invisibility you're behind a pillar and when you're behind the pillar he doesn't know where you are then then you jump out from behind the pillar and when you're in mid jump he doesn't know where you are and for that two seconds you can like aim a sniper rifle at him and shoot the thing on his back but you have to do it like you know like i didn't instantly take all that remaining health away i had to do this i had to cycle through this rinse and repeat like six times but so that part was tense because he can literally take you from full health to zero in a matter of like two hits like it's yeah sure yeah it was crazy Um, you're you're essentially doing like low man challenges what like real intense people in gaming communities do when they're done with the content you know they just make up their own content and that's something that they do they do like low man challenges um so i did it um, it was, uh, nice. it took me all afternoon, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, things like this usually do. It's a lot of work, you know, just breeze right through it, you know? So that's, I mean, that's amazing though, man. Congratulations. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. So this is a part of your like massive playthrough through the Borderlands games. Yeah. How much my, further are you done? Well, my much, goal is further to, do, to go. No, my goal is to do all the Borderlands games and all their trophies. Not, I, I mean, I'm not trying to do it before Borderlands three comes out. I'm, I can't, you know? I'm still. Right, it's like I, spent all, I spent all summer on Borderlands One. 
and that's done. It's it's well. I have four more trophies I have to get, but they're all cake. One of them I cool. have to I have to go stand on a boat, and then uh, on a boat, motherfucker. <laughs> and then three more I have to do um, are just I have to level uh, each character to like fifteen. So, do you still plan on playing Borderlands Three when it comes out? Like when it, the day it comes out? I think my plan is uh, as it is with all new games, like live on my stream. Um, whatever week that game comes out, I'll probably play it enough, but I won't like enough to make, make a couple of characters and like f- get a feel for the mechanics, see how it changed, all that stuff, and then mm-hmm. I'll put it down and go back to Borderlands uh, one, one pre sequel, then two, then three. Are you going to play the? Have you played the DLC that like bridges two and three yet? No, I wouldn't be playing that until I finish two. So like, oh wow, so you're gonna start three without having played. That yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna like, I'm just gonna put the game in, start it. I'm not gonna play a lot of it. I might play a couple days. Kyle wants to do a stream, so I might do a, a stream with Kyle. Cool. Um, but I'm, you know, unlike what he's gonna do is that he's then gonna then proceed to only play that game. I'm probably gonna put it down and then go back to uh, pre sequel. I'll probably be on pre sequel when the game comes out. Oh wow! By the time that comes out, I'll be working through pre sequel. So. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also so, doing... It's going to be so hard to go... Because like, I know like they're adding like sliding and different movement mechanics and stuff to Borderlands oh, 3. Yeah, that'll be... It's going to be real hard to like go back. Eh, you know? I'll be fine. Well, well, for me, that would, that would be a, like a it's, moment. It's real hard to play Destiny 1 right now because Destiny 1 has no like ledge grabbing mechanic like destiny 2 has so, so you can't get that clutch save with the you ledge start like learning how to make a jump and you're like you know that oh i can jump this far and the ledge will just be grabbed automatically that shit's not happening in destiny one you're just gonna fall your death if you're jumping like that so we've been going mm-hmm. back and like playing some old content just like you know for for the memories and uh there's a lot of a lot of missed jumps as you remember i oh, didn't know shit, you were no i didn't know you were going grabbing. back through destiny Original Destiny. Yeah, me and Diamond Jet did a little bit of um, Prison of Elders. Are you doing like that original... on? Uh, what are you doing that on? Um, that was Xbox. Me and Diamond Jet were playing on on Xbox. Um, me and uh, Andy from the Discord were planning on going back and doing like a two man Crota raid, and that would be on PS4 because uh, my Xbox character does not have a lot of equipment. I just I picked it up to like potentially raid with people that wanted to play destiny one content just you know at any point um but if i'm doing like low man challenges with the with uh with raids uh me and andy are going to do it on ps4 because i have all of the things on ps4 cool but that was pretty cool to, to dive into a little bit that was very cool those anything else you are, wanted to no i'm i'm good those games though okay. have such a spiritual relationship oh for sure they dude yeah absolutely and destiny um, Destiny wouldn't exist without Borderlands existing, right? And, and, and like I said, in going into the Cromerax part of this game, it felt a lot like how I felt when I went into, you know, like Crota for the first time or the mm-hmm. Vault of Glass. I mean, not, obviously not as complex, but I appreciated it. You know, yeah, it was pretty for cool. sure. And I love really challenging boss fights like that. What I read pr- uh, subsequently in in, in the next two Borderlands games, pre sequel and two, they didn't have like a big overarching like raid thing that they did. Um, this was the last one that they did. This is like the hardest major boss fight that that they did in their DLC. So, 
Um, maybe they're going to bring that back in three. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, who knows? It's exciting to think about. Yeah. All the improvements over like the past. What I don't know. When, when was last Borderlands content release? What year? I don't, I don't, I don't even know. But well, it's been years what, two, of like two came out making in, a new game. Two came out in 2012, right? So okay. it would okay. have been like sometime in maybe 2013. Man, and think about all the things that like Destiny did to change up that first-person RPG uh, like you know genre. Man, I I hope to see some really cool mechanics come out of like Borderlands Three. Like that's like pretty exciting to think about. I'd love it to really push the boundaries are. forward. Yeah, yeah. I know it's um, going to have really cool integration with uh, with streaming. Um, oh, I did hear about that. You're going to be able to like bet, uh, like put bets on people with like bits, and I think if. Uh, like if the streamer completes like the objective, they'll get like double the payout. If they don't, like then oh. I don't know if, the, if the viewer gets something, like I was hearing just uh, King of Thalion talk about this uh, in the background as I was making food earlier this morning. Um, but it sounded really interesting and like in a great engagement mechanic. You know, I like I like when games do that kind of thing. Like yeah. uh, like Vermintide Two, that game. Yeah, it's like a weird Left for Dead fantasy kind yeah, of style yeah game. yeah. I've definitely watched some Vermintide. It's it, yeah, and you it's can, very and I, audience uh, interaction heavy. Oh yeah, and it's and like they can really pump the difficulty up. Like mm-hmm. if the audience votes for it, like it's yeah. It's I tried it once, and man, that was very punishing. It was like yeah. super punishing. Um, but yeah, Andy like on the, the uh, on the stream team yeah. was saying that it's going to be really interesting. The overlay they're developing for Twitch, so it's cool. Maybe you'll get into some of that, Felix. Oh, uh, yes, but <laughs> as somebody pointed out in my stream, I've been saying for four years that I'm going to get like commands. <laughs> if I stream, <laughs> like well, I these need games to make it easy to integrate. I need to so. catch this shit up, man. Like big, yeah. Time. There's there's a lot to learn. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. What have you been up to this week? Um, other than that one game we've been playing together pretty much, um, I'm still playing Final Fantasy 14. Love it. Um, that story is really good, but again, really long. Lots of, lots of, lots of gameplay to play through that. Now, game. are you on the newest expansion, the one that came out this past July, or are you yeah. on an earlier one? Okay, so you're, you're, no, you're, you're caught up essentially, but playing through the current story. Playing through, yeah, I'm like level 78 right now, my summoner. Cool. Um, and today I actually tried for the first time, this is a new mechanic they added in this expansion, which is when you go into a dungeon, you can now take the scions, the various scions with, with you instead of matchmaking. I was reading about this. So you, you have computer controlled characters instead of like having to wait for real players to do the content with you to queue up with rather than yeah, cause like yeah. I'm a DPS character and rather than sitting in queue for like 30 minutes waiting for a tank and a healer, which is the problem. Um, I can just bring in the, the NPC players uh, in the story. And one thing that worried me was uh, the NPCs like, are they going to know mechanics? And since I'm not a tank, are they going to pull first? Mm-hmm. So, that was like a thing that can. Yeah, I'm really curious me. as to how that actually worked out. So I, I played through that, and it's really funny because on the first boss fight, I didn't know the mechanics, obviously, because my first time in this dungeon. Yeah, yeah. And the NPCs were like like a hundred percent on point, moving a- along with the mechanics. Were they and like? I, and I died. Oh really? Yeah, did I they tell you up. things? Did they use like the text of the game to be like like attack this point or like shoot no. this thing? No, but like no. they knew they knew like one of the bosses was gonna like nuke half the half the area and they like they walked to the side and I was still just DPS 
casting and I, I died because oh, I didn't move shit. with them. So yeah. then after that, I was like, okay, just move with the other casters. And I was like, fine. But they do like, they call out, like they have like voice lines where they're like, you know, like crushing it, you know, like they go like, yeah. how about the, this is yeah. the end of you. And like really random, like canned voice lines that made it like kind of fun. And of course they're part of the cutscenes as well. So it makes more sense. Right. But uh, overall surprised at how well it worked. And, but I, I think with players, they DPS harder. So you'll find that you'll be killing things a lot faster uh, with DPS, with uh, players, like actual players. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's... You'll there's, use AoEs better and stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a human element to these games that, that need multiplayer and need co-op, you know, cooperative teamwork and stuff like right. that, that. That I would just... Uh, I would wonder how a computer would react right. in the situations. And it's like, cool that it works like not like garbage because my, my only thought would be that this player, is going to be garbage. It's perfect. Yeah. Like if you just want to play by yourself, hell yeah. Um, what's up, Felix? Sorry, Neo, you've been talking that I completely missed the game title. What are you talking Final about? Final Fantasy 14. Thank you. We're talking about the MMO. Thank you. Thank you. It's all good. Sorry. Um, I wanted but to, like, I with like, context. No, it's fine. Okay. It's okay. Um, but with like human tanks, like human players, like they'll do things like they'll pull like multiple groups, right? Like they'll like, it, like, They'll, they'll go ahead and go, okay, I'm going to pull these two mobs, and then we'll group them all up and nuke them. Um, the computers don't do that. Unless yeah, I yeah. pulled them myself, but I don't even know if the tank, the NPC tanks will take aggro off me completely. It's probably better that way, because you don't want a computer to overcommit and then actually end up killing you, and then you're like, well, this is not a fun experience no. at all, you know? No, so I just I had to do it mob by mob, but it, it, it worked out. They, it actually was way better than I thought it would be. Yeah. Um, but that's like honestly the only update I have on Final Fantasy fourteen right now, um, because I that like game's really long. Tanked, by the way, tanks fun. You own that group, you know. Like yeah. you're you are the the leader of the of the party at that point. You yeah. create the pace. The character. But it makes it always makes me so mad when like DPS pulls ahead of the tank. Like that's like a, one of those like oh like moments. Don't do that. Don't do yeah. Yeah, you don't want to do that because then if you die, it's your fault. I uh, I've I've pulled before if uh if people get too slow and then Rowan was like chastising me in terms of like MMO. Yeah, he's like, uh, that's that's like, a no no etiquette. Yeah, yeah. My, I was like, I've primary, done it before. My primary dungeon character for ESO that I play with other people is a, is tank. So yeah, and I definitely know that when DPS do, like I know if a tank isn't moving as fast as DPS wants it to go. That happens a lot, you mm-hmm. know. So it's it's just a funny thing. It's like MMO etiquette, like one oh one kind of thing. Um, just, a, but, just a different different social environment. But yeah, I'm like really yeah, excited to finish this, and I do want to finish it. Like I'm almost done. Like I put off Final Fantasy twelve and Monster Hunter so I can do this game, Final Fantasy fourteen, and this week we've been playing No Man's Sky. So Trip, yeah. do you want do you want to talk more about your experience with No Man's Sky, and I'll, yeah. I'll kind of like chime in with like yeah. you know all, all my bullshit. I know uh, I'm a I'm I'm someone who's who's pretty predictable, or pre, I'm sorry, pretty unpredictable on this on this show. Like you guys would never guess that my favorite game is Destiny, right? You'd never what? guess that that I love space things, right? These are the, the things that no one has any idea never about. Guess me. that never, never, dude. Me. never, dude. Um, so imagine, imagine. That a space exploration game where you can hop from solar system to solar system, planet to planet, even galaxy to galaxy, exploring a potential of 18 quintillion planets I'm imagining. Wouldn't, wouldn't attract my attention. Right? What kind of world would that be? Not one I want to live in. Um, 
So this game came out in August 2016, and I remember being really, really hyped for it. Oh, and it really kind of dropped the ball in terms of the experience. And I'm not going to rehash the whole story because we did a little bit last week, too. And we had a whole, a whole episode about the show on launch, which we probably, it'd be cool to link that in, uh, when we post this show, like to link it in the, in, in the description. Yeah, you know, find, something I have to, like, to, to go back and figure out which one it was. But man, we were, we were not. I not, remember raging on it pretty hard. Like you were raging being, pretty hard. I was, I was defending the uh, exploration experience. How dare you? But, uh, <laughs> it's there. It's in the records, man. Um, but like the, the game has come such a long way and it's so incredibly fun to play. So it much definitely so, shows. I, yeah. I haven't touched Destiny for the back half of this week. And only the first couple of days this week was I playing competitive crucible in the mornings and then switching over like not even on stream. Just like when I, when it came time to stream, I was like, it's, it's a no man's sky kind of day. And I've played all week, nothing but no man's sky. Like it is, it is got me to the core man. And the game does a really good job at this point of like guiding you through a couple like mainline quests. So you can understand what the point of the game is who the major players in the game are, why you're doing anything, or you can just, you know, fuck off and ignore all that and do whatever you want. And the, you really are encouraged to do either one. The quests even have a, have a feature that say like restart quest in your current system and find a point you need here, which yeah. means you don't have to like backtrack somewhere. If you've just been like uh, solar system hopping, you can just play the game wherever you are, which is incredibly just intuitive and, and, and gate opening. You know, you can just kind of do whatever you want. One of the uh, one of the things that I got into this week was creating a base around an abandoned starship that I found, and I just like <laughs> created this this other life of uh, someone who was like a starship repair person and just like lived and worked out of their garage to fix like different starships. Straight, Straight up RP, was, you RP in that world. I I, I accidentally RP, dude, totally by accident. That's not. It's, kind of, it's kind of an impressive. That was a part uh, of your secret plan. Impressive you, structure you, you, you made. RP I, would, I would I would RP this game for sure. So I, I was looking at a ship the day before this decision was made. I was like, damn, dude, this shit looks so cool. It can hold so many, like, so much material. It's got so many slots to hold your, uh, your, your treasure or, or your, whatever you're crafting or hauling or mining. It's uh, got a cool, like, military-like design with, like a, like, a, like, a big metal bird. And I was like, man, this shit is amazing. I went up to the alien because you can talk to aliens when they land and trade ships and stuff. And the ship was, like, worth, god, dude, I don't know. With all the technology, it had, like, 18 million. I was like, I just, I don't have the cash i was this is new this was like day three of my play you know so i was like man this sucks so i played the rest of the day you know just knowing that in the future i'll find a ship that i do like and it'll be fine the very next day i got coordinates for a crashed ship so i went to go check it out and every planet has little waypoints and stuff for you to discover but obviously these are like you know nearly full-size planets like i think there was a youtube video someone did where uh they walked around the planet for as long as like possible. It's like a YouTube guy who does like, you know, how big are these maps? And he walks across Skyrim's map or like fallout three's map. And like tells you how long in time and human time it would take to walk across the map. This guy walked halfway across a world, an actual planet. He walked halfway across it. Took him 11 and a half hours to walk halfway around the planet. So these places are ginormous. So the, you get coordinates to find stuff because you would almost never find stuff on your own. Yeah. So I found this crashed ship and I walked up to it and I'm like, oh my God, this is the ship. This is what I found. This is the thing that I wanted, the exact same design. And I'm like, you know, it'd be funny because I can't repair it now. It needs too many materials. And I'm like, I'm poor. I'm just a poor little, little spaceman hopping around, flying from planet to planet. What if I like set up a base here, you know, and like kept 
flying around, but returning to this and fixing my ship over time. And as the more and more I thought about this, like this whole idea of creating a garage, uh, I just increased my plans. And then like now after everything, it's a big giant building with a big glass wall facing out on the planet. So you can see all the, all the, the weird, you know, topography and trees and, and weather. It's a disgusting planet. It's got like acid rainstorms. It's like, like, toxic, like yeah. It's terrible, dude. It's not a good planet to be on. It's not pretty at all. But it was out of necessity, which I think makes it really good. It's got a whole glass wall to look out. It's got a little hangout balcony area. It's got uh, like walking bays that walk all around the crashed ship as if someone were like working on it and wanted to look at it from above. Like I had this whole concept planned out and I was just so stoked that like I made it, you know, come together. I like your couch area. You got the lounge area up top. The lounge area, a little TV coming down from the roof. You know, you can go sit there and chill. You visited Tripp's ship? Yeah, the multiplayer like lets you jump to any planet, which is cool. So there's a way to connect the portal network. There's like a big portal network. So when I'm in Tripp's party, I can see his, 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 essentially his garage. And I can just jump there and like look at it. So I actually... Funny thing about his his ship where it's crashed. I think it like responds like every cycle or day yeah. or something. So what I didn't uh, fully grasp, you know, the concept of how this worked at the time when I set my base up is that um, you've heard this word t- thrown out around the game, right? You've heard the game is procedurally generated. Yeah. So w- what does that what does that effectively mean? What that means is every single potential world in the game has a sixty four bit hash code that just it has all the information the computer needs as to like how big it is and what the terrain's like and what the topography's like, what the weather's like, the animals, the fauna, flora, every single thing. Um, and it doesn't keep player information more than it needs to because if it did, then the game, you know, 18 quintillion planets, the game wouldn't run. We don't have technology that can like simulate all this on it, yeah. at the exact same time. Uh, so it's a fascinating like technological leap of, of gaming. But what that means is once you like leave, Right. Once you leave for a certain amount of time, make a certain amount of hops, and no one's on the planet. The game doesn't have anything loaded. Your base information is kept with your save file. Right. The mm. game knows to recreate that when you're there. But things like topography and the ground and the assets on the planet, they'll regenerate. So yeah. if you like dig around the ground and you leave, like the digging will come back. Like people it's like have- whatever whatever the default state of the planet was. Yeah. Right. That is yep. what it, it retains. Right. Right. Exactly. That's very, on a more complex level. That's similar to Fallout because I can go into an area and set my camp up and take trees out and things like that. And then if I were to and they'll come back out, after a certain amount of time. Yeah, if I were to leave mm-hmm. leave the area or if I were to leave the server, the, the server, right, yeah, it would repopulate. Right. Uh, so this crashed ship is part of that planet's hash code, which means that every it certain will- every x amount of time, there's just the same crashed ship sitting in my uh, in my base which means i can claim another ship and then this further added to my my rp where i'm like this guy is just getting ships fixing them and flipping them he's going out and getting ships that he wants he's trading this ship out yeah. neo came over the other day I, and i, I came didn't have over space. and I'm i like, took you one of the ships yeah you want a ship i got the ship it's worth like 10 mil go fix it up sell it do what you want you guys so want I, yeah come over my I, base. I currently i have that his that ship i repaired the thrusters and like the pulse jump so i can get off the planet and i just put it on my freighter my big my big command ship to sit for whenever I want to sell it for another better ship that isn't all busted ass, you know, um, which is what I've been doing because I, I from my previous early ex- exploits in the game, I have a bunch of you can store a lot of ships on your your command ship essentially your big freighter that you get in the mm-hmm. game, 
And I have a bunch of busted ones there, like just ones I've never repaired. So what I've been trying to do is going, okay, I'm going to take these busted ones and see if I can just use that money and put it towards like better ships that are like not that busted because right. you can trade these ships on space stations and other trade areas on planets. Uh, other, other NPCs will land there and then you can talk with them, sell items, trade items. Uh, and they, you can like negotiate for their ship essentially. And you'll do like a trade with whatever ship you're in, you're currently using. Um, which I've done for a few ships, and I'm going to use Trip's ship. If it's really worth as much as you say it's worth, Trip, I think it's I'm going to so use that. The stated value is 9.7. I just went, I went hunting number. today with one, and I realized I forgot I didn't fix the tech panel. I only mm-hmm. fixed the storage panel. So I still I have broken shit on my ship currently still. The first one, the most repaired one. And I went to go like see a trade value, like a real-life trade value. It was like six three six five something. So, okay. And it'll be, oh, go even higher when I fix the other, the other blocks. So what'll happen, Felix, is you'll get that money if you trade it, knocked off the price of whatever ship you want to pick up. Yeah, it adds to the value cool. of whatever sh- like newer ship. ship say you, you find a ship is worth thirteen million, you have the ship, you know, it's worth ten. You'll you'll give them your ship, take theirs, and pay three million. Got it. Yeah. And uh, this game is making yeah. the wait for Star Citizen like pretty easy, isn't it? Kinda. I mean, this this game is what Star Citizen wants to do on a on a bigger, more permanent scale, kind of. Well, I mean, bigger is the wrong word because they're not going to make eighteen quintillion planets. No, in it's, Star it Citizen. sounds like they'll it's, have set systems and not yeah. random. It won't be randomly generated. It won't right? be, but it'll be more yeah. like uh, deliberate. It'll be more uh, fleshed out. It'll be more curated, right? The experience and it'll be more immersive from a lot of different perspectives. So you'll have like a smaller overall explorable area but you'll be able to like you know live that future space life uh more immersive which but problem is they got to release the game and as we saw what happens with no man's sky uh sometimes what you release isn't what you really have made or were prepared to give to the public well because it sounds like back in 2016 they did have this idea of what they wanted the game to be it's what it's what they were explaining and selling right exactly it is exactly what they're explaining but they just weren't there yet and they sold the idea of it without actually telling people hey guys this is the idea for the future and Mm -hmm. what we want to do people were expecting that when the game came out but it's here now so yay i guess (laughs) but Yay, um, but the game is a yay. lot it's a lot more enjoyable because just partying up with trip and other people in the discord and seeing people post their pictures and everyone's got all their like all their things that they're working on individually and we can all come together we all had some pretty badass dog fights yesterday like last it was, night it was pretty wild yeah man we had a bunch of pirates come out on like a epic scale and we had our command ships there it was crazy it was wild dude dude, dude don't even get me started on uh on vr either i did a little oh bit of God. vr diving how was, in how was that experience dude it was it was magical man me and, like uh, me and t- uh, tim oh uh i was gonna say like because they have their ui is actually baked in where you like touch it with the controllers right the ui like, is incredibly incredibly different than the game yeah right obviously in a game you have a keyboard or you have a controller you're pressing buttons or you're typing whatever you want to do on the the vive or i have a vive tim has a um an oculus i believe and I know people out here uh, know what these things look like, but just in case, here's a little demonstration, right? Ooh. It's a very weird kind of controller, but it's got a trigger, it's got side grips, and then it has buttons and a little dial, right? The coolest part of this game is like, 
you have your multi-tool out, you have a trigger that does, you know, the mining, the shooting, whatever. But these side grips make your hand in the game grip, and that does other things. So to even take your multi-tool out, what you have to do contextually is reach behind you, grip the side button, and pull forward, and then your gun comes out, and you do the same thing to put it away. That's so nuts. It's really, really cool and immersive. Um, what you do when you're, like, going into your inventory is you hold up your left hand, which gives you some, like, some dots. It's like your quick menu. Imagine your quick menu icons come up, right? Right. What you do is then you, like, you point at what you want and then click the button and then, like, your inventory opens up and it's attached to your hand and you just hold in front of whatever you're looking but at. But it's, like, it's, like, in the world, right? It's, like, it's, 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 it's like a menu that, like, you're, like, looking right. at a screen. That's what I mean. Like, it's, it's attached to your hand. You're moving your left hand around. Your left hand has your and you're, like, working with your right. Oh my god! I really want to try that. It's it's like actually incredible. And I stood next to my ship for the first time, uh, like when I first put on my uh, my help my mask, and I like looked around on the moon that me and Channing had landed on, and the moon was already gorgeous enough. Like it was like a thin atmosphere, so you were just looking right out into space, pretty much next to a planet with rings, and the rings were so close that it was like a wall, like a straight up wall of rings. And I'm looking up at this thing, like this is a mate, dude. Look at this planet. Look at the rings. Then I look over, my ship is here. I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like, and you can like look had, around it with your head. Like, it's I just, thought I had a small ship, and I got in this. And I'm like, my ship is actually, dude. These shit, it's big. Being a real person in this space is gigantic. It adds like perspective to the environment you're in, rather than just mm-hmm. looking at a flat screen. Like, it's like you get in the ship, and like when I'm flying, like I have my flying controls, but I I can also move my head around, and they have a fully detailed like chair. Like the cockpit is more detailed than you can see in the game, but it's all like that was better. part of the update. Yeah. When I when you grip, like you put your hand near. The joystick in the like in the game you'll go near the flight stick and of course you do the grippy thing and then your player's hand attaches to the joystick and as long as your fingers are, are kept gripping you move your your, your uh, throttle controller and yeah joy- and, uh, stick. you move it like like an actual flight stick it, it's it does take a while to learn i wouldn't say intuitive is the word in vr but like once you understand the motions and try the things out it feels right and it feels the most immersive way to control the game if you're playing in VR. There's a there's a clip I want to put on on Twitter. I want to tweet this out, but it's a clip of Tim flossing in No Man's Sky. <laughs> Tim is um, flossing. And, yeah. and his arms, it, it looks really wacky when you're watching it from like a normal person's perspective because his arms are like flailing and looking all weird and stuff, but I'm sure to him it looks like he's like, his arms are moving and he is interacting with his environment. He's so like, what, yeah, what you see when, you, when you're in the game is you see your hands are cut off at the wrists. You have floating hands in front of you. You don't see your... Uh, actual live controllers right you see your, your hands that are moving but they don't have any like connection to your no body arm. from your perspective but so felix the- when you're when you're playing with someone in this game the game because you can play vr regular together they don't separate the uh the instances out. yeah so we're all together and but then uh tim from the discord joins us and the game orients his hands where they would be in real life so like you can have very realistic human movement but they just connect the wrist to the shoulder in a very like loose fashion that so his like, arms like, like so when he does a rapid movement it like spaghetti's all over the place and it's yeah, flopping it's, around it's just so he's weird doing this and his arms are just like wacky waving inflatable flailing arm tube manning all over the place and but it then was, he started doing like the, like the like the floss and it was like oh my god dude this is we're doing this while we're hiding from deadly sentinels that want to destroy us we're hiding out <laughs> in a little building and he's flossing and we're like atst's outside walking around looking is, for us that sounds this is what we're doing right now good time yeah, it's, I mean, it's amazing, man. It's an amazing sandbox. It's an amazing game. You can team up with friends. You can build with friends. You know, you mm-hmm. can just explore planets. You can 
I think the, the best part want, about it now is how flexible the game is with whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you just wanted to build, uh, me and me and Channing wanted to go find this black hole and we were jumping. We were literally just system jumping, going boom, you guys boom, were boom. Hopping, yeah. And we were stopping for just more supplies and upgrades and stuff. Um, I know doing that, I got to upgrade my personal exosuit and I got a bunch of other upgrades for my ships and stuff. And I'm just trying to look for that perfect ship. Like I just want that perfect, like, like a class or B class. Like, cause right mm-hmm. now I think I'm rocking a C class ship and as I was actually- get better. Yeah, I was diving deep into Reddit a little bit, and uh, oh. there's a there's a Reddit there's a subreddit called um, oh I forget the exact name, but it's like it's like No Man's Sky coordinates, and what oh. they do is they give you they give you the planet coordinates, they give you the the glyphs for every every single planet has like uh, it's 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 address Felix essentially like, like Stargate, like anyone can get anywhere in the world, right? It's the same it's the same galaxy. Doesn't matter if you're playing on PC, PS4, whatever. Um, and you can turn this code Neo into, um, like the, the number hash and use that number hash in, in web apps that will tell you how to get there by making jumps. That's so, cool. so someone will post, Hey, I found a, a, a full 48 container hauler S class in this Ooh. system. It, if you go here, you'll yeah, and just wait around. You'll find it. It'll be here eventually. And then we you should. can go to like the web tool and be like, I, okay, I'm here. I need to go here. Cool. That it's going to be uh, tw- a thousand jumps. Okay. Well, I'll get there one day. I'm going to start working. And then like, you just, I mean, obviously if you know, like, jumps. well, I, you know, just a placeholder, but like, obviously if you have like portal access, you could just do it that way. But like, there are ways to get around the game and the community is coming together to like share the best information, which I think is the coolest part of mapping the like galaxy. This. What's up, Felix? Does uh, No Man's Sky VR work on PlayStation VR? I, I believe so, yeah. I think cool. it does, yeah. That, mm-hmm. that would be a motivation to get the game. I think that's... Do you the, have yeah. PlayStation you know, VR? No, but I'm saying, like, one of these days I'm thinking of getting PlayStation VR. I'm not... I, I mean... Obviously, dude, I'm, I think- I'm not going to do the computer build, guys. It's never going to happen, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, not gonna happen. But, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. But, but don't, don't, VR is not okay, inaccessible. We'll have this discussion we later. That later. Yeah. Uh, VR is not inaccessible if I if I do stick to the console route. And not I, sure, yeah, I, yeah. I could get a PSVR. Um, I have to have a, a PS Pro though for that, right? No. no, no, no. Oh, it even works with my regular PS4. It, it will. Does, it, it does its own perf- processing. It'll perform better on the Pro, right? But we're at a point right now, Felix. If you if we want to talk like like getting this kind of stuff. We're at a point where the PS5 is like right around the corner. Yeah. Which will have better processing power. And assumingly, Sony will make a version 2 of the PSVR, which right. will probably perform better. Uh, VR itself requires a lot of processing power because of the way it works is you're essentially making two screens in front of your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And it has to have a high refresh rate so you don't get sick and it has to look good because it's the screen is against your eyelids right, right. essentially would you would you agree trip yeah 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 and and it's playing this like playing no man's sky has made me want to like upgrade my technology for that exact reason like it's it's really really apparent like what they call the screen door effect because screen the pixels effect, are so yeah. close to your face you actually see the gap between the pixels which translates to like uh, an effect as if you had your face pressed up against the screen door looking outside and you would see the little Tiny like, like blurred lines, lines. yeah. No. I, I've done so, it. I've done it. So like I kind of know what you're talking about. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I say like you can you can forgive the experience, but like that's one of the benefits of newer technology is they're like they're making the panel technology better. Right, and this is something we've talked about like on like when VR was just when the Oculus and Vive were like just hitting the market. We talked about like how we're seeing like the beginning of this technology, and version two is probably like like a legit version two is probably coming right around the corner. I would say, and I think the PlayStation is probably one of the best bets because of how accessible the PlayStation is mm-hmm. to so many people. Um, I, I say wait for version two of the PSVR. There's uh, already better generations out for the Vive. Um, yeah. And I was actually exploring Vive's website. They have uh, industrial use uh, VR, mm-hmm. essentially, for like medical training, for, for you know, NASA, for, for flight training, for whatever. Like People use these things and these rigs to train for real-life jobs. And it's so fantastic. Can, well, I- you can get like the best technology obviously with like industrial uses, but like they're, they're shifting that down into the consumer realm too. with some of their new upgrades, Neo, I have to wait for my living room to be clean. Cause Oh, I, for sure. I imagine that's the space where I'm going to have to do it. Um, I think you, your room, you would be fine for, for PlayStation. You can, yeah. I don't think PlayStation can do room scale VR. So you won't be walking around. Oh, good. Yeah. In it, essentially. Uh, but I, like, I don't want, you don't, <laughs> you're right. Yeah. Do you, you, don't have, need, you, don't you don't need room you, scale VR for this game, right? No. Right. No, because you're sitting in a no. chair what, piloting. What or... you you can do either or. Like I can get up and walk around space, but what the game has as a, as an option is a uh, what they call the teleport movement, which a lot of VR games uh, use for movement. So you have your you have your space defined, whether that's one exact spot sitting in a chair or your the square of your room, right? Like the five feet by five feet that you can walk around in. You can press a button and then like essentially like you see a line extend from your controller and you pick a place in the world. You see like where the circle will drop. You pick that place. You get teleported there right away. You essentially move your play space to a new area. And that's yeah, how you get around. Locomotion is still like a in, very uh, much in VR. They're figuring it out in, without getting in some games. Yeah. They do give you the uh, ability to like directionally move forward sideways, you know, with the character in the game and you, your head just moves along with you. Some people don't like that because they feel a little motion sick because your body's not moving you, but your brain sees you moving and that creates like that, the separation yeah, where your I, body's like, Oh, what the fuck dude? You I know? went over Menti's house. He has it. And there was mm-hmm. a game. I played. playing. It was just some like killer clown shooting game. Cool. It was designed to like fright you, jump scare you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but when I was playing that, I got the idea of what you're talking about because the way that worked is you're on literally a roller coaster. That's you're on right. rails. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, your brain doesn't really, really like that kind of movement. No. Yeah. Like anti- I, it didn't anti- give me a headache. It didn't make it, me sick or anything. The signals like and that. everything. didn't make me sick One or th- anything like that. But I, I know that I couldn't play it that way for hours. I wouldn't. Yeah. Usually people have a hard limit on, on how long you're playing VR for. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. But, I mean, it's wild, man. It's a wild new way to experience these games and these, these moments, you know? Man, I would love to explore space, like being immersed in space. Dude, like, I should set something up for like you guys. really... Fun time. Or I just said something. Up, you guys come over and like check it out because like it is actually like. It's, Do you have Beat Saber? Uh, I don't, but I could pick it up. I think it's on my wish list. Do you have Super Hot? No, I don't. That was on sale though recently. Dude, those are those are two VR games I really wanted to play. You know what kind yeah. of VR would terrify me? Hmm. Was underwater VR? Oh, oh yeah. wait! Under, isn't, yeah. sub, isn't Subnautica VR? Wait, let me. Check. I think you can do Subnautica no, in VR, but like underwater VR that has like sharks that try and eat you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a game. Isn't there a, a like, VR game called like Steel Cage Thirty Five Feet Down or something? 
uh, Subnautica right. is indeed in VR. Felix, you can go underwater in No Man's Sky as well. You can explore underwater. You can build bases underwater. Uh, everything under dude, the water. And well, yeah, I was, like, I was say last night Channing was trying to scare me. He's like, "Here, pick up this like item underwater," and it literally summons this giant, scary ass anglerfish, and it just charges you. <laughs> and like, and it's it's like the most yeah. hideous. You, you, you know those those deep sea fish that are like twisted by the pressure of the ocean and have like big fangs and shit, and they have like a yeah, light like the, that hangs yeah, in front anglers, of their face. Yeah. So you, know, the, you all you saw was this, was this light, and the game's like collect thing, right? It's like pick up this thing, like oh, oh cool, I'll, I'll grab this shit and I'll go sell it. And then the thing is actually attached to the fish, and the fish comes bursting out of the wall. I was watching uh, Neo stream, and do the sound this thing made. It sounded like like a couple guys together screaming. Like it just sounded like like humans making this awful noise. And I'm like, this is upsetting. I don't want to watch this anymore. <laughs> oh yeah. And meanwhile, you're being chased by it too, and it's making the craziest, fuckiest sound. But yeah, there's there's there's, there's a lot to there's a lot to see and do in that game, man. And just like the planets alone, just like the ra- like I found like a shard planet, which was just like floating spiky rocks and weird ass like uh, I don't even know how to describe these things. Like I have I've taken screenshots. I need to just like start posting them to Twitter so you guys somebody can see. Yeah. somebody posted a clip of being on that Jack's planet. Yeah, and, oh yeah. I mean, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it was the same version you were talking about because on this planet, when you got close to the Jacks, they like rush at you. Almost like magnetism. There are living ones. There are living ones for sure. Um, And I actually collected one of the jacks, and they let you place it at your base. And Trip Trip was like, yo, I don't want you to be mad, but did you have one of those weird-ass things? I stole this thing from his base, and then I'm like, I realized that I can like carry it around and put it somewhere, and then I'm like, then I'm looking at the description. It's like, only found on like glitch planets. And I'm like, well, I haven't really been to any wacky planets. And then I'm like... Hey, how did I just find this? I took it from Neo's. I'm like, oh fuck, he might have put it here <laughs> right away. And then I'm like, Neo, don't ask you a question. Just don't be upset at me. I was like, you know that weird little like, you know, alien thing looks like a jack kind of, just this pointy spiky thing that you put on your base. He's like, yeah. It's like, did you find that somewhere else and bring it back and decorate your base very intentionally with this thing? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, I sure did. All right, I'm I'm gonna warp back to your uh, star system and put that back because I I stole it from you. <laughs> really, <laughs> I really liked it and I wanted it and I just grabbed it. So I'm gonna go bring it back to you. It was fantastic. Felix, uh, I, I, I tested I something, it, so I took it. I wanted it. I it's what I, I did, dude. I wanted it. I did I did test something, Felix, because I know griefing is something you're always thinking about and and it. don't want to be fucked up by. Yeah. And I started thinking, what if someone went to my starship garage and like just destroyed it? Right, like all the like all the work that we put so into this. Would you go thing. into Neo's base and, and destroy Starship? Ground? No, I went into a stranger's base. Oh, you can see you can see people that you're playing with in this uh, area of space called the Anomaly, and once you have access to it, you can summon the Anomaly wherever you want. Go inside of it, meet random players for like you know multiplayer missions, stuff like that. So what what I did was I went in there and then I went to the portal. And I'm like, okay, so here are all the people that are on on the planet, which means I can go to any of their bases. I'm going to pick a random base. And just go and see if I have the ability to like edit what they've placed or like delete what they've placed. And I went in there and you cannot. Oh, good. You can see it. You <laughs> can experience it. You can get it added to your, your warp list, right? For the planets and the exploration. But um, from what I saw, I could not delete. Well, well, his great. That would have one, one, that would, that's one point for uh, No Man's Sky, uh, one point <laughs> against Fallout 70, motherfucking six. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's uh, let's get into the news because I can talk about this for, for fucking. Oh yeah, hours, for so. sure. And I'm sure I'll be playing this for a bunch more weeks because I, the game I'm is sure too. Yeah. reinvigorated. 
Poor destiny, man. I had so many things I wanted to do, and now I just might wait for. Hell yeah! All right, so big news this week, which is probably the only big topic we're going to talk about, is Gamescom. 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 I now, think I said when we started the show that it was Sunday. It was not. It was Monday. Monday was Gamescom. That's why we didn't talk it was about Monday, it. Monday. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we just missed it. Yeah. Um, but before we dive into all that stuff, one big thing that popped out of the Gamescom news, which was actually separated from Gamescom, <coughs> was Insomniac developer, the developer of Spider-Man, mm-hmm. was officially purchased by Sony PlayStation Entertainment. Um, so now they are a first-party studio. And for, it's funny to think of Insomniac as being a indie studio, because mm-hmm. indie, you think of like small teams, they're trying to make it on their own, sure. but they were an independent studio for very long, cranking out very high-quality, expensive games, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny, though, because you already th- kind of think of Insomniac as a PlayStation Sony developer, because their history is rooted in, I want to say, like, Jack and Daxter. Um, is that, is it, was that the game they did? Did they do Jack and Daxter? Or was that... No, they did Ratchet and Clank? Yes. I was Ratchet and Clank, yeah. It was Ratchet I was going to correct that- you, but... I yeah. figured you would correct yourself, so I just let. You I got know. it. Yeah, I got the I got the article right here, and they also did Resistance, which are two uh, PlayStation exclusive properties. Was um, Resistance the one that did that like crossover with TV, or, or is that something? Else? No, you're thinking of oh my god, that was an MMO. Defiance. It was like a pseudo MMO. Defiance. Defiance. That was it, and I actually liked that TV show, and the game really was not great. I remember playing it. It's a cool concept. It, show was pretty cool though. Show was pretty cool. Um, so the only times you would see like, like Insomniac doing other things, which was like Sunset Overdrive, that was an um, Xbox exclusive for a while. Now it's on PC. That was like um, the spray painting, grind the rails yeah, in the I sky own it. kind I've of. Never played yeah, it. yeah, I own it. yeah. It was all about like mo- like moving and and shooting things, and it yep. was like a wacky fun Looks world. Really cool. That's why I bought it, but uh, yeah, never played it. I think I got um, it for free on like one of those, you know. Xbox giveaway things or like, you know, gold games with gold or, yeah, I, you know, I bought it on a deal that. through that. I think I bought, I paid like 15 bucks for it. Hell yeah. I mean, it, I, I've, just, I played like, a, like 10 minutes of it and it was definitely fun that short amount of time I played, mm-hmm. but this is cool. So I think this pretty much guarantees where we are seeing a sequel to Spider-Man's game, the PS4 Spider-Man, and it will continue to be a PlayStation exclusive. And um, what's really great is, Sony makes great decisions as a game company. They do. So it's so weird how they do that. Really cool Spider-Man games. I mean, now this almost guarantees like full full funding, right? Like they're like they have the leeway and time and the licensing to do whatever they want, Spider-Man wise. Well, we know like, no, they have the licensing. We know that. We mm, yeah, I think someone's sounding a little salty. <laughs> I'm a little you're, salty. You're, you're trying to lead us to a specific place. I'm here. not trying to lead you. We're, no, we're in the heat rabbit, of. That's a rabbit hole. We're not going down that one. That's it's a very deep rabbit hole. Yeah, we're in the heat of uh, Tom Holland Spider Man being. You don't in, have to tell him. Limbo. You don't have to tell. Him. But it's no, okay. no, no. I, I I agree with you, Neo. I think they're going to make um, some really really good shit with the next Spider Man game. Hopefully, yeah, we can um, get uh, Venom the Venom costume. I think. It's more than likely with the uh, spoiler, the ending that we got from PS4 Spider-Man. There was a post-credit scene that kind of alluded to implied, it. Implied, implied. Yes. So, and I, I think that's honestly why I'm not to talk about Spider-Man PS4, but I think that's why they held back on giving players the symbiote suit. Oh yeah, to yeah. Play yeah. as because they want to they want to save that for the next game, which will honestly, I think it's a good call. Dude, I, I fucking noticed that 
over the last couple of months since I put the game down, they've yeah. just been coming out with new suits like every week. <laughs> they they added the Far From Home suit, the black and yeah. red. Yeah. And it's and dude, if you ever go to Daily Bugle PS4 subreddit, which is strictly like screenshots from the PS4 game, the detail in these suits, holy shit. Like not to just like, you know, go back to, you know, talk about how awesome Spider-Man is, but yeah. like damn man, that that game they really worked hard at the details yeah, in that game, and they nailed it. Did a good job. Um, it was fun to watch. I never like, got a chance to play it because of uh, the schedule with when things were happening and what games dropped right. when. But uh, uh, I had a lot of fun watching streams. Seemed like an incredible and amazing experience. Yeah, and you were in my stream. Being a first you party. were in my stream a lot, Trip. Yeah, 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 tons of times. Um, them being a first-party studio, it just it, you can only imagine they'll be able to do bigger and better content with the full force of Sony behind them. So funny enough, Insomniac also has a VR dis- uh a VR division as well. So it's almost more than likely you'll see a bunch of the VR games that Insomniac makes come out for PlayStation. Spider-Man VR. God, I hope there, so. there is already, there's a, a free, like far from home Spider-Man experience thing for VR that, that oh, I yeah? downloaded for free, but I never popped into it. Cause I was doing can, the can you, no man's sky stuff. Can you, can you play that for me and tell me how that I'll check us? it out though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm when curious. I first downloaded this, this is before any of this news had happened. So I had no real incentive to really dive in and be like, hey, speaking of which, but, you know, I do have this thing and I can pop in there and see what oh, it's like. Yeah, man. Check that out. All right. So, yeah, that was that was the big news that came out of Gamescom, but it wasn't actually announced in Gamescom. That was just like a press release that dropped during all the Gamescom events. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now diving into Gamescom. We're going to talk about first. We talk about uh, Google Stadia. Where, what are your guys? How do you guys feel about Google Stadia? Just let me get let me get an overall feeling. Do you need me to like update I, you on like what no, it is? No, I mean I think I think it's a cool concept and uh, is probably the future of gaming. But I don't think it's going to be the one that does it. I don't think Google is good at following through with projects. I don't think mm-hmm. our American internet infrastructure is strong enough to run a gaming service with low enough latency for someone to enjoy and play a game skillfully. But, but trip, imagine playing destiny Two anywhere you want, like including like on your phone or anywhere and then just taking it with you. Yeah. I mean, that's the promise and Go- destiny two is coming out for stadia. Uh, they, even, they announced yeah. that a while ago, but I can also already do that right now because I, I am a G force now member. I'm in their oh, beta oh, program. Yeah. So like, um, that already is not an ideal experience. It's there is still latency, you know. So if I was mm-hmm. going to play something as like uh, precision minded as Destiny, I wouldn't be doing it for for raids or end game content. I'd be doing it for material farming, you know, just any of the of the multiple RPG elements they've started to implement more and more over the years. I could do that kind of stuff. I could farm for what I need, or like you know, patrol random areas on the go because then the, the latency doesn't matter that much. Right. But it's not a good. It's not a good experience, and I'm pulling a lot of my experience or ideas about Stadia from my experience with GeForce. Right. So, you know, if I if I advocate for Google, you know, if I think about what they're maybe offering with Stadia that I don't have with GeForce, it's the fact that uh, they promised and they worked around this latency as a design. Right. Uh, so, Felix, what so are, they're, they're your... saying you're not going to have that issue, which I don't right, know if I believe. Right. That's the goal, right? That's the dream. Felix, what what are your thoughts? IP, 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 IP. That's what matters to me. 
You tell well, me that there is intellectual property. That's what IP stands for. It doesn't mean I'm pissing. Well, all I over. thought you. Were- I'm not pissing all over <laughs> myself. IP. IP. No. That is literally my first thought. I'm like, why is he peeing? Go ahead. If Stadia suddenly has intellectual property that matters to me a great deal, and I can't yeah. get it because it's not available on fucking um, PlayStation or Xbox or my Nintendo Switch, then I will buy it. And that's it. So, so Felix, what this presentation for Gamescom yeah. uh, announced What's was, a whole bunch of, What's was a whole bunch of IP. Um, exclusive so IP? He- not all not, exclusive. IP. Not all exclusive. I'll read them for you. But a lot of these are games that you're going to like. So the big name drop was Cyberpunk 2077. That was obviously the, a big deal. Obviously, they also but announced that's not that's not an exclusive though. No, it's not exclusive. Well, None I of these are. I, I don't just believe. pre-ordered it. <laughs> oh, I thought Neil. I th- I'm sorry, I Neil. I thought you were saying like no, no. He's just rattling. They did off, announce like... some exclusives, and here are the exclusives. No, no, no. Are, no. are there are there any exclusives currently? Because I, I don't think I've heard of any, if there are. I don't see any. And I think right now is they are just trying to uh, pad their library with popular games, which is which makes sense. Um, they're trying to get Yikes. those big titles. Uh, so they got... The big announcement was Cyberpunk 2077 will be, play, uh, will be playable. Doom Eternal, Samurai Showdown, and Mortal Kombat 11. These are two very much... Um, what did you what did you say? Uh, latency heavy games, right? Oh, fighting games, yeah, fighting especially games, something yeah. as like competitive so minded as Mortal Kombat. Yeah, those dude. for that reason to challenge their their their. Well, do you? Call it would it, seem so. Do you call this hardware? You don't call it hardware. Mm, challenge, no, challenge they, their platform. Their service. You their call, platform. Pla- yeah. Platform is a good. That's a look at you. That's a great word to mm-hmm. use. That's a great word. Yeah, yeah. So there's so, yeah, they, they want to challenge their platform essentially, and yeah. of course. On other games, Watch Dogs Legion's coming. Elder Scrolls Online. These are all games that I feel like you care about, Felix. But I so, care about them on other systems. I don't Right, you are yeah, you have no need for this still. Right. right and I know you're not like a traveling gamer, but like imagine being able to like play Elder Scrolls Online or Cyberpunk like wherever you have an internet connection. Like that's that is the goal that Stadia is trying to You're you're making the same pitch that you made for the Nintendo Switch. That was the, yeah. I'm a poet and I don't know it. But the Switch doesn't have the power to back up a lot of these games. Exactly. So you right? you, so, you sold me on the Nintendo Switch. It's sitting in front of me. I use it yeah. in a mobile and on a screen fashion. And I go back and forth between that. I love that. I'm feeling that. I like what yeah. you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And if I can get more of that with higher resolution games and like and exclusive titles for just Stadia, how much is it gonna cost? Because then I'll buy it. So wait, let me. I'll bring up the. You want to bring up the pricing for Stadia for you? Sure. Find this. Find that pricing, and I just I wanted to mention an experience that could be super cool if this all works out, right? Imagine you have access to these games on your phone because all you need is is a, a Chrome browser essentially to play Correct. in Stadia, and yeah. now uh, you can pair. You know, this you pair your play, pair your PlayStation controller to your iPhone, and then you have a full on game controller, and you have a full on console, and then you can play whatever you want you know current gen on the go that's a wild future i just i don't i'm i'm still very skeptical about the experience right so here here are the pricings right it's gonna launch in november with the founders edition um and that is it's 130 dollars for the hardware starter kit and three months of the premium service which will be is hardware well hang on let me let me get there let me get there and, and the base service is $10 a month, 
What that comes with is the Google Stadia controller, which is a Wi-Fi enabled controller to eliminate a lot of that latency. What that does is you're not connecting Bluetooth to your screen or Bluetoothing to a device. You're going right to the to your network source. Right, mm-hmm. so it bypasses all that to increase the la- the or uh, better the latency. Right, Makes that's sense. the idea. Makes sense. Um, so the base student, if you don't want that, it's going to be ten dollars a month as a subscription service, or you can purchase games outright for your for the same prices. Um, you should expect to buy, not rent, cloud games if you don't want to do the subscription service. But I need I need wait I need a better fucking thing here hang the on the thing that i'm baffled on neo is yeah you said hardware there is hardware the There's controller a stadio piece of hardware the so. controller and it also comes with a 4k chromecast so that's like the starter kit if you don't have a chromecast already you don't have a controller if you're a new gamer or whatever Do you need a chromecast for it it no. will work on chromecasts oh but you, um, you would need a chromecast if you wanted to play on like your living room tv that a lot of people game on, you oh, know? Okay. Okay. So you would right. go into your, just like I go into my Apple TV, you would go into your Chromecast and then your mm-hmm. Chromecast would have a Stadia app and then you click on right. it. So it is software Correct. based, but the hardware is a Chromecast that connects to a, right. a controller. Right. Are there Chromecast enabled TVs at this point? Are they built into TV technology I or are they all? So, okay. I, that's gotta yeah, be I a partnership with them and, and uh, it's gotta be a partnership with Samsung. Cause I was saying, I know Amazon has been integrated for but I don't know if Google was going down that road as well. I wouldn't be surprised if Samsung TVs uh, have, Chromecast. will, will have uh, Chromecast or Stadia built in. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, so pretty much the controller is going to be $69 if you don't want to do the yeah. Downers edition. $69. Yeah. Nice. Um, and then the monthly uh, subscription is $10. And I believe you can increase that if you want. And that's like for like base 1080p gaming, I think. And I think you can increase that if you really want like the 4K 60 frames experience. But Jesus Christ, if I don't know how that's going to work. I, um, I'm already skeptical about being able to play this game at you know 720p. I know, and with, like with comfortably, accurate, comfortably accurate latency. Yeah. Yeah. Also, after saying all of that, with my current setup, how the fuck would I stream this? So Stadia, one thing they also touted was they're going to have a lot of streaming integration, especially with YouTube. Right. So you can like literally just go hit a button and then like it'll just start broadcasting to. I know YouTube's confirmed. No, I'm that saying is a functionally, I would just be doing a uh, window capture in OBS of Chrome. You could yeah, do that. You'd have to go to your streaming computer, open it up in the browser, play on that, capture that as your desktop or window or something, and then. I mean, and if you still want to use your TV, like your TV, you could run a Chromecast through it. That would also, I oh, feel like that would work okay. as well. Yeah, because that, that has an HDMI, that's an HDMI device. But that's if you want to use your TV, right? Wait, can you Chrome, can you HDMI out from Chromecast? Yeah. Well, I, am, I imagine you're just running it the same way you would run any other kind of HDMI device, right? It just plugs into whatever... Oh, have, right? oh! So I guess you, you you plug the Chromecast into your into your, your capture, capture box. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so mm. for me, the Chromecast would be. I would, feel the like Chromecast that. would be plugged into my switcher. Yeah, pretty much. Well, I have much. more. I, I f- hey, I, I, have, a, I, I f- have an empty port. I got to fill it, right? <laughs> I fill that, fill that slot. All right, I have to look this up. So I'm not speaking from a place of knowledge. I'm just I'm guessing out here, but I feel like. That wouldn't work from Chrome from their perspective because I feel like that's that's an easy way to pirate. You could just like 
Chromecast and play any movies or whatever, and you run it through a capture card and capture it to your computer. Like they had to have so, thought about hardware limitations. To so the way the way um, the way PlayStation fights that is they have something called HDCP. HDCP, yeah. Well, yeah. that's that's a standard. That's a standard that can right. be run through any like any new enough cable, essentially. Right. So when I have that turned on on my PlayStation, I cannot run Netflix or any of my other apps, but I can broadcast gameplay. Like that is the one thing that will work. My capture card won't even detect a signal when I have that turned on. I have to turn that off before I start streaming on it uh, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's Stadia for right now, right? Um, moving on, because there's a lot more stuff to talk about. Um, the Switch had a, uh, Nintendo had a little indie, indie uh, showcase. I'm not going to go through do. all of it, um, but there was a lot of cool stuff, like a game I mentioned earlier, Super Hot, that's coming to it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, have you, have, Felix, have you heard of this game? Uh, super hot. I have super hot on um, Xbox. I haven't. Played oh, it. cool. I haven't played it. It's it's a cool it's a cool game. The mechanic is it's a first person shooter where time only moves when you move. Yeah, yeah. So exactly. you can you can do a lot of cool. It's a lot of potential for cool shit to happen. So that's coming to Switch. The big announcement, which I'll bring up, is Ori and the Blind Forest is coming to Switch, and that's big because that was an Xbox exclusive game developed for Xbox and Windows PC. Um, frankly, anyone listening to this should stop what they're doing and play that game because it was one of the best games. It was one of the best games I played when it came out. And now you can take it with you on the go. Beautiful Metroidvania artwork, music, all that good stuff. Um, That's pretty much it for switch. No, it's not. What do you got? No, it's not. I'm looking at the notes and it says hotline. Miami collection is out on Nintendo switch (laughs) today. Yeah. Fucking buying that. I have shakedown Hawaii. I might as well have hotline Miami. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, another game called Skater XL, which hopefully will fill that skate genre, is also coming out. Yeah, yeah. Skater Switch. XL. It's it's still. I think it's an early access on Steam. Like they're still working on it, kind of. But like, yeah. I, I used to love playing skate games. I know, like, uh, like Locke loves to play skate games too. And we were talking about that a couple shows ago. I don't know if I would sit down at like my gaming computer and play a skate game, but I would absolutely play a newer current generation skate game on a switch on the go on my couch chilling you know it sounds like a good time for it yeah yeah absolutely i think that's an that's an amazing like there's a void right now of skate games right there's like dude it's it's the meme right now skate three is the meme it's like where is skate three or four you mean skate four four. four. i'm sorry yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the the internet meme yeah and that's like in any ea stream you see like give me skate four give Mm -hmm. me skate four yeah yeah um people want people are like desperately wanting a good skate game um, for sure. Um, moving on uh, from Nintendo, I'm going to bring up Xbox, which honestly felt like a two-hour like advertisement for like Xbox stuff. It's really, it's really yeah. all it is. Yeah, well, it's, it's really all it cool is. The Devil May Cry fives on Game Pass. Oh, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good drop. Hell play. yeah, it's a good yeah. drop. Um, a few of the big standout announcements besides Devil May Cry. Uh, PUBG is adding crossplay to Great. PS4 and Xbox One. The, get, the bridges, know. the walls are falling, guys. We're we're, we're witnessing it. Um, Fortnite has done it. They are are uh, die. They're you know they're 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 crushing this this barrier that we that divides us all. Mm-hmm. And soon the console wars will be over, and it'll be a beautiful thing. It's about Gears Five a little bit. They talked about uh, Halo characters coming to Gears Five. Uh, yeah, Devil May Cry. We got. Some new game uh, Xbox controllers were being revealed. I guess they're what new colors or whatever. Yeah, it's it's their whole um, 
the design, design studio. You yeah. can customize your own and stuff like that. Yeah. New colors, new designs, patterns, materials. So honestly, cool, than, you know, yeah. So yeah. Like I love a fan. Well, who doesn't love a fancy controller? Um, other than that, uh, we got the big event, which is uh, opening night live, which was hosted by Jeff Knightley. Um, he's the guy who does the VGA awards, the video. Jeff game Keely. Awards. Thank you. you know <laughs> uh, Keely. Jeff Keely. <laughs> I don't know why I said Knightley. Um, looks like it's spelled that way. Yeah, almost. Um, this was kind of a fun, this was kind of a fun uh, show and I'll tell you why in a little bit. Well, he but, started G4. Or and, he started on G4. Yeah. And Gamescom. Or no, he started no. the other one. No, he started he, the other one. What's the, the other v- big VGAs? Yeah, that's what he started. Video game rewards. Yeah, yeah. 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 Sorry, that's I got big, That's usually that. it's okay. It's just, it's like usually his big event. Um, but damn man, that was a pretty cool. That was like pr- probably a pretty cool showing for just a Gamescom show. They they showed off the Switcher three, the Witcher three <laughs> port to uh, for the Switch. Yeah, I'm buying um, that. the. Re- it's coming on in October. Um, October nineteenth, I think. I got a confirmed uh, confirmed date. So now, Felix, are you going to get that because it's on Switch? Or fifteenth, October fifteenth is when Witcher Three comes out on Switch. Cool. Because like looking at the visuals, man, it is a very much inferior version of that game. So that doesn't bother you at all. Like, oh, you talking to me? I'm talking to you. IP, 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 <laughs> IP, IP. But, but you own you own it on Xbox, right? Sure. Neo, if I can play this game, you fuck. I'm with. Okay, all right. I'm with Felix. I think of you you as a TV streamer. You know what I mean? I am a TV streamer. Yeah, I'm a TV streamer. But man, you got me addicted to this. You fuck. (laughs) Look at look at me doing this. My bad. Neo, I've been trying to play this game. Well, not you know recently, but when I when it first came out, I tried a couple times to start it. I just would fall off. You know, eventually. Not that it's a bad game, but just just it's a lot. It's a lot to to invest. And I think if you just have it portably. It solves a lot of those problems, and it's and it's, lo- it's going to look great on the screen in your hand. No, but you know, like if all, you're all capturing seriousness- and streaming, it's not going to look good. But it's built for for this tiny tinier screen, essentially. For sure. The only what were you saying, Felix? the only thing that would would eat my ass about playing it is if it was. Um, so there are a couple games that I play on here on a regular basis that are, it takes Ultimate Alliance three a really long time to load. And just be there. Yeah. Once it's there, it plays really well. You know, not really a lot of lag and everything like that. Um, but the load screens are notoriously awful. This game, Ultimate Alliance Three, is not about load screens. Once you're in it, you're in it. That right. game is all about world hopping through different load screens. It's not one big contiguous world, right? It's a good so, point, Felix. How fucking shitty are the goddamn load screens going to be when I'm moving from? Uh, Novigrad to another fucking section of the game. So I, I recommend keeping an eye out for a YouTube channel called Digital Foundry. Um, they always do breakdown in graphics and performance on any right. game that comes out. And that's, that's why like I haven't forte. bought, I, I didn't yeah. pre-order it or anything like that because I really want to see Wait. before it comes out. Wait. What? Wait. You, Felix, you haven't pre-ordered a game? No. <laughs> I was being shrewd there's, on this one. There's He's a now, game He's finally like coming out. <laughs> He's he's, not I, I gotta hold up a minute on this one because I'm not sure how this is gonna turn out. This is the first game that's ever happened. Yeesh. Yeah. I know, right? I was basically um, like, uh, I don't really know what's gonna happen. I am worried, not worried about I don't think I'm worried about the same things you might be worried about, Neo, when it comes to like a game on your Switch. Right? Sure. I kinda align with Trip on the idea that, oh, it's a mobile game. I can make excuses for the graphics not being 
as amazing as they were when I played on the Xbox. It's a trade-off, of course. Right. Yeah, well, you're, you're, you're trading the fidelity for the portability. Right. And, and my point is that whenever we see, like, captures of this or they're showing trailers, we're watching them on our 1080p screens. They're being shown on giant, you know, monitors behind a crowd as they observe this game. It's being designed for a screen, you know, no, no bigger than this, really, maybe by a little bit. And oh, yeah. when you're looking at that, you're not going to really tell that you can't see that tree a mile and a half away like you could on your console. You know, it's not really going right. to ma- It's not going to matter. But then the question is also going to be, and this is why Digital Foundry is important, how's the performance going to be? Performance is a whole different conversation. Are you 30 frames a second? Because I know this ain't going to be higher than 30 frames. But without the need for for drawing as much graphical fidelity, you can save on that performance. So it might even out. When I live stream, because of that capture card glitch I have with my Nintendo Switch, I can't even output the fucking thing higher than 720. That's so weird. Because you have the newer one than I have, Felix, right? I mean, mine, mine captures at 1080p. I got mine in November of 2017. Well, you have the Elgato. What is it? The, uh, the HD 60 S, right? Yeah. That's your model. Yeah. So I, I have the HD 60. Then courteous of you. Oh, thank you. You're using yeah. my old technology and my old technology is doing 1080. It's doing 1080, <laughs> which is weird. Fuck you, whoever. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That might be because you're also running it through like a, like a hub, like a switch. Right. No, 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 no. Because it started doing it before I even had the hub. The hub didn't exist. I was like pulling cables out. Uh, it's not the hub. Hmm. It's definitely not the hub. Um, yeah, it's just always done that. And whenever I had it on 1080, the going through the capture card, it would just basically, I don't fucking know. And I, dude, I checked so many forums. You can never, ever find a forum for a specific problem you're having with a capture card. Ever. Everyone's... Everyone has a different, weird, fucked Experience, up, crazy very. problem with capture cards. When capture cards go wonky, they just go wonky. I gave the capture card that you've been using for how long now? How like long? a year or two? I gave that to you because on my system, I was getting this thing where it would always fucking drop. It would literally drop out. And it would say it can't, it can't process the video right now. And it would do it while I was fucking live. Has it ever done that for you, Neo? No, well, sometimes it, it fails to work and like it'll like drop out. That'll happen randomly. But I, I felt like that was more my computer, not the capture card. Right. Well, I blamed the capture card, and maybe I did that in error because now it's working great for you. But I blamed the capture card at the time. I thought because the minute I moved the computer I had here to mm-hmm. the the uh, the HD sixty S, it just worked, and the HD sixty never worked. It would always drop and fucking the same computer. Is now using the HD60S and it works great, but not well, when I'm on, news, not when I'm on 1080 uh, with the Switch. So I don't. Well, fuck well, it. there you go. Fuck it. Um, so the next big news that came out of Opening Night Live, I'm I'm just we're paraphrasing a lot of this because I'm just going to talk about the most important things. Like uh, Kerbal Space Program Two was announced. Oh my god! Which was a crazy drop. I I don't I don't space. look. I'm just being honest. I don't think that's one of the most important ones, but no. it's very important to me, and I'm glad that you mentioned that because my heart is so happy. Trip zero, that- hot flashes. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Look, dude. this was a this was a game I didn't think was going to get a sequel. I thought they would just forever would build just add on. on. Right, yeah, they right, would just exactly. forever patch and build on the first one. But there's a lot of reason to make a new one because there are limitations in the first game that cause sure. a lot of like uh, performance issues and a lot of what they call what do they call it like octopusing. What do they call that? 
Kraken. I'm not sure what they that. call it like Krakening. It's like a curve. It's a term that the community uses when you build a crazy machine and it just like flips out on screen and it just goes like it goes oh, bonkers, gotcha, gotcha, right? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. The game's all about crafting the perfect spaceship to launch into space um, and see if you can get into orbit. And it uses like heavy yeah. physics to do. Yeah, so. I was gonna I was gonna do a little little dive in for people that weren't really familiar with it, but that's what it is. It's just a sandbox. It's a sandbox like ship builder with full physics or replication, and it's planetary physics. It's Ship physics, it's uh, it's aerodynamic uh, mm-hmm. modeling. It's 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 everything about like designing and flying rockets or or craft, flying craft in any way. Um, and it, for the most part, dude, works really well. Like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of of self teaching, and I've you know a lot of what I've learned in life has just been me going down insane rabbit holes with interests that I like. And playing Kerbal Space Program has helped me like literally actually grasp and put to use uh like learned physics learned uh astronomy uh learned just like you're literally doing math to figure out you know how your ship is going to fly through the air as it burns fuel and loses fuel and becomes lighter like it's just it's wild and you you are actually applying true learning and true like physics stuff to what you have to build, which is yeah. which turns a lot of people off. You know, it's not a very popular game. It's not like Spider-Man PS4, but uh, it's incredibly, incredibly fun to play as a, as a physics simulator. Yeah. And that's for sure the appeal of it. Um, so what, I don't know what a second game means. It was a, it was like a CG trailer, I guess you'd they, call it. Like they a teaser. probably give you, well, there's more like, it looks like off world base building. Uh, yeah. It's going to be a lot more fleshed out. It looks like they're going to have a lot more technology. I'm sure they've rehauled, their their physics system. Mm-hmm. One of the um, one of the problems people have with Kerbal is that it's very focused on the planet you orbit around, which works well enough for the game as a whole, but doesn't really truly model how everything in a solar system would be spinning around, how everything's gravity would be affecting everything else. Essentially, like a planet has a sphere of influence, and like once you like say you're going to the moon, you leave the Earth. Like at a certain point, you'll transition to like. The moon's thing gravitational being owned pull. by the moon, yeah. right? And like mm-hmm. in real life, that's a much more gradual process, and you're being affected by the moon the minute that you launch. The minute you, you right now, you're being affected by the moon. So like they probably fleshed out the depth of those systems. I would guess if they if they're rewriting the game from the ground up. Yeah, I'm excited to see like what they could do with that. Um, so now that, that it is announced, like now you're thinking now it's like we're thinking about like like what the potential a new fully you know sequel can be yeah yeah right. i mean like they, they they were they picked up their uh dlc game in the past year or so and they added on like historical missions like the game wasn't like you didn't work for nasa you worked for kerbal you know like yeah. they, they didn't really have like the moon mission but now they have like historical uh, inspired like play this mission with these ships exactly the way they happened to learn about how they were done which i think is an amazing educational opportunity mm-hmm. um so I was just like you said, you know, a minute or two ago. There, I thought they were just going to keep adding on to the game until interest waned enough that they were just like, "All right, thanks, great project," you know. But if they've mm-hmm. really ground up, rebuilt a new version of this game, they've got very big plans and obviously enough interest to make it happen. I, I'm excited. Like You're I excited. would love to dr- dive back into a Kerbal too. Um, I'll, I'll probably figure out when it's launching because it just said 2020, right? Or did it say 2021? Uh, let me let me I forget. Let me go back here. Uh, I forget what the trailer said. It was a very very silly trailer. Everything it, falling apart in 2020. It's set to release in 2020. Uh, yeah, I mean, depending on what's happening with like Destiny and stuff, I'll, I would love to play it at launch. 
Yeah, that would be really good. It's going to come out on PS4 and Xbox One, which I don't think the other Kerbal is on. It is, oh. yeah. It is? Oh, it is? Oh, right. Definitely on PS4, but console versions didn't come out immediately. It was a PS game only, or PC game a only. PC game only, yeah. That's where I have it. All right, so the final and biggest news of the night. I can't, I mean, you got to see this coming, right? <laughs> no, I just, I, dude, I'd love the uh, title of the article. <laughs> what is it? Well, in the thing you sent, I assume you're referring to Death Stranding. I'm referring to Death Stranding, y'all. <laughs> the The article says uh, Death Stranding, uh, n- the new gameplay, takes the piss at Gamescom. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> that was the thing that happened. Takes the um, piss. <laughs> so it's no secret that Jeff Keighley and Hideo Kojima are both, like, you know, best friends. They're, like, BFFs forever. Um, and he, like, brought out Kojima at the end of the presentation and they had like a 30 minute thing of like just talking about Death Stranding with with honestly with not even telling us a whole but a whole I there lot was gameplay. So the gameplay trailer there, there were three trailers that they showed, right? The gameplay trailer was a cute fun trailer, which include the peeing where he pissed on the ground and like little mushrooms grew up as he uh, as he was peeing. And apparently, according to Kojima, if you do this and other people are playing the game as well, like in their own world, like you'll see mushrooms like growing there if you're like live right on the internet. So it's kind of like a dark souls thing where you can like, you know how you like leave notes in dark souls. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like a whole, that's a whole thing. People leave them in bloodborne all the time. And and like, I think he, he hinted at this years ago where he'd say it's kind of an online connected game, but like not really like you're not playing with other people, but like, your your decisions will be shown th- to other people's games in this kind of way. And I think he just gave us an example of that, like just peeing on things. And he also said, don't worry, you will not see Norman Reedus's dick. So that's a relief. And we were all relieved. Uh, an, a question we were just dying, dying to for. Answer to. Um, but the big reveal of this trailer was uh, he showed off turning like a mission in, like he was turning in a mission and who popped up, but Jeff Keighley as a hologram. And there were a whole bunch of memes that went around. Like someone took the the hologram of him and put him with all the Jedi, like you know Obi Wan and Yoda, mm-hmm. and like him as a hologram. So yeah, and they talked about like how he's he like got mo- like his face captured like years ago, and Kojima didn't tell him what he was going to use it for. But so that was a cool moment, uh, and like I thought that was a cute thing that they did. Um, I got two it. other. I mean, I'm. <laughs> I don't want to play Ma- this. Margaret game, you know fucking Qualley's in it. I got to play it. She is. So they, the next trailer they showed off was the Mama trailer, and this was a kind of awkward trailer uh, because it, it kind of explained more deeply what the relationship between the invisible vi- villains are and us. Because death, it seems like death is a just another place. If that makes sense, it's not just like you're gone forever. You are in another place and her name is mama in the game in the game that's that's margaret qualley's character correct yeah no she plays mama and when you meet her she is with one of these others these like invisible like uh, undead creatures that we're we're not so sure of no no one knows no one knows no one knows no one knows i'm just i'm just using words to describe something we have no idea but you watch this you watch this video and this thing is crawling on the ceiling and she explains to Norman Reedus that uh, it's her baby, but her baby is on the other side and you kind of watch her like almost breastfeed, but like, it's just the act of breastfeeding. God could damn Kojima's weird, man. Like, 
what is that even? Mar- um, Margaret Qualley's in a lot of weird shit too. She was in the leftovers. She is. She's in the leftovers. If you've ever watched it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, that's a show I've been told to watch it's very many times. It's a really good show. It's uh, produced by Damon Lindelof, who did uh, Lost. So. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Like it's a very out there show. It's got that kind of ending, too. So I'm not surprised that she's in this because she takes incredibly risky decisions with her career. She's the daughter of uh, Andy McDowell. Do you know who that is? An no. What, what's he from? Andy McDowell is a woman. <laughs> Sorry. She, you would have known. Clearly her. know who that is. No, you, you know her. She's from... Uh, um, uh, uh, Groundhog Day. So oh, okay. She's the love interest in Groundhog Day. So, yeah, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they they pretty much showed this weird trailer with Mama and um, kind of explaining that like her kid is on the other side, just like uh that other guy, Die Hartman or whatever, or Dead Hartman. Who is that one guy? Yeah. Do you remember? Character names I, character for Dead Stranding? I no. Well, they, well, because they have that other that other character who dies, and he's he every uh, three, every twenty minutes he he dies, and he's for three minutes in the afterworld in the other on the other side looking for his family, and then he comes back to life again. I love I love the face you're making. Uh, it's look. Look, I'm excited to play this game. I know, me too, right? And, and, but they just they keep giving little little nuggets and like sure you can you can do the work and and put all the little nuggets together but at this mm-hmm. point i'm just like i'm ready ready for it to come out ready for it to play ready yeah. to play it they showed us the what two characters they showed us guillermo's character dead well. man yeah um so dude all, dude all of kojima's names are just like something man they're like they're like uh man they're like mega man villains mega man bosses all these people i know right characters names um, so the cool thing about the, the uh, Guillermo del Toro trailer for Dead Man was they showed us the BBs, which are the bridge babies, which is the baby that has been taken the world by storm since the game the was baby. announced. The, these little babies in the, in the canisters. So Dead Man explains to Norman Reedus how the babies are just a way of pretty much communicating with the other side, right? Um, and that you can't agitate the baby because they are merely tools that need to be uh, like a I guess I guess you could say lubricated like a machine, right? And it's kind of like disconnecting that like heart. You're like disconnecting the emotion from ha- from actually using a baby like in this way. It's very strange. And at the same time, you learn that Dead Man is already someone who is on the other side, which I guess is why his name is Dead Man, because you watch him walk through this. You watch him like walk through the walls as he's explaining uh, how the babies are uh, the BBs. I pre-ordered it. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Just now. <laughs> Just now. So, like, God, there's clearly on the show. There's clearly a lot of lore that this game is trying to like spoon feed us, but we like don't have the full picture yet, right? We have a lot of the pieces, and there and and this honestly, these past two trailers explained a whole lot. They told us a lot about what the BBs are, why we use them, what Guillermo del Toro's character is, what Mama's character is, has a relationship with one of these other characters, like these uh, other side characters. And honestly, I, I really liked what, what we saw from it and I don't need to see any more. Like I didn't need to see any more last year or when we last saw something, but um, I think it's just spoon feeding us. I would say though, the main thing that has me concerned uh, trip and Felix is the moment to moment gameplay. Because we still don't know what that looks like and what it feels like to play the game. We don't know if this is going to be like a stealth game like Metal Gear or it's just like a shooter or you're literally just delivering bullshit across the world. He did explain, though, in, on the onstage interview is you are 
part of your goal, your mission is uh, the president of the United States. Um, I believe was she played by Lindsay Wagner? I believe she might. That might be her character. It's possible. I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember either. Are but, you asking me? Yeah, uh, no, I'm just asking the void. It's um, it's just like a yeah. But you're following the president of the United States' daughter as she made a, a trip from east to west coast, trying to reconnect the the country. And you are essentially following in her footsteps. That is part of your like overarching mission in the game. Um, so you'll see a lot of that, I guess. You're traveling. That is just a major part of the game. But we don't know what it looks like or if it, it, isn't, it even is going to be fun to play. And you know me. I'm a big Kojima rah-rah cheerleader, right? But at the same time, if this, I'm going to stream this game. I'm, I've already put my time off in work, and I'm going to start it fresh in the day, and I'm going to stream it all day. But if this game is not fun to play moment to moment, that's going to be a big no-no for, from, from Nia. I I'm I'm not worried about the game at all. You're not. Honestly. No, I mean like just like playing the game itself. It's, I love like, what I see in the story. Right? I don't give a, dude, I I'm gonna be great. honest. I don't give a shit about any of these trailers that are that are coming out highlighting cool. any of these characters. Like, not saying that people shouldn't, but like, he's doing this because he has everything else locked down. Like, he knows he knows the game is going to have a certain mechanic. It's going to have a certain flow. Like, the man is not out there just conceptually designing. Like, he he knows how to make a compelling and engaging video game to play. Yeah, how many compelling right. games has he made? Like more I than mean, five. Uh, you know, I mean, any Metal Gear game is like is compelling you know, for me. Yeah, but yeah, he's not from smear- a game- He's not smearing himself in peanut butter. He's making ga- games that work. I think there's yeah, a yeah, strategic yeah. reason he's not telling us what the gameplay loop is going to be. I th- and I, I think everything he's shown us is completely intentional, right? He knows he's being. He's done this before. Like his Metal Gear Solid right. Two was intentional, um, and even Metal Gear Solid Five was intentional. Just with yeah. whatever he showed us. Right. Um, That's why it's that, almost frustrating to me. Like I'm done with yeah. it. Like I want to play the game. I'm You're over of, the like, Kojima hype. Yeah. Like just, yeah. Like I know it's gonna. Like I know it's gonna be great. Or I'm like, that's that statement alone is probably unfair. But like, sure. It's it's probably going to be an incredible experience one way or the other. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. You're um, where I was a month before Red Dead Two coming out. I'm done looking. Well, mm, well, no, because we knew. Well, we you know, know how exactly, you know we know exactly what a Red Dead game is like, right? Red we Dead we already Dead. knew it's. Like, yeah, we, like we know how that's going to play. We know what a cowboy story is like. We know, we know, we know how Rockstar tells their their stories and and their here's, gameplay. Here's the thing: I want to know what you want to know right now, Neo. Which is like, what is the gameplay going to be like? But I know I'm not going to get it. That's why I'm done with it. I'm right. like, you're not going to tell me this, so just let me play the game. And that's fine. And like, I'm like, when I see people out there in the internet world complaining about, like, I don't know what the story is about. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what he's doing. That doesn't concern me because I know that whatever the story is going to be, it's going to be a wha- a crazy sci-fi story. Mm-hmm. And and frankly, I don't need to understand it through trailers when I know there's going to be something compelling there, right? He's made up all these characters. He clearly has a lore for this world in mind that is, and, and I love it. I love the fact that he is telling this weird story and that doesn't concern me. What does, and as I said it, it's what am I, how am I playing the game? What are we actually doing in this, in this video right. game? Because yeah. like, I want to know the story. The characters have capped, have, have, they held my attention. They're holding my attention. Like I'm, I'm very curious and I love how deep they're go- he's going in all these characters' backstories, right? And he's shown us three of them in in more detail recently with 
you know, Guillermo and uh, Margaret Qua- Qualey and that other dude uh, who I forgot his name, who dies every like 20 minutes. Um, and I think that's all really cool. And that actually adds a lot to the lore of the weird invisible monsters, right? That's no doubt about that. This is all a part of what happened to this world. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't understand people complaining about that aspect. I want to see more questions about, like, what's the shooting feel like? What is, what am I doing? What's my inventory are, management? Are what's shooting? my, you know, is there shooting? What are you shooting? Uh, like, it sounds like you're peeing. You just, you just pee on things. You just pee and on then, things. And you're done. <laughs> Your when Metal Gear is One the came best out, nation in the world, man. Yeah. When when the original Metal Gear came out, Kojima saw people making their contras and their shooting games, right? Like, and you're shooting things. And Kojima said, "I want to make a game where sh- you don't want to shoot a gun. The object is to avoid shooting at all costs and hide from your enemy." He wanted to do something like completely unheard of in at the time, right? kind of a weird thing to think about because stealth games are widely popular now you got your splinter cells and your other john like you know hitman all that kind of cool stuff um so i i feel like he's got something here on the same vein where he goes i know third person open world games are done to death what what i'm doing is something a little bit different that you haven't seen before and that's what i feel like is where he's coming from and this is just me using my own bias and interpretation for what I've seen in Kojima's design go through over the years. And now, now that he doesn't have metal gear holding him back, he's, he's going for it. He's going for something completely different. Yeah. Yes. Would you, would you say that that's a, (laughs) is that a good position to, uh, to take? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you you can take whatever position you want, you know, I mean, it just, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be a fresh, uh, like what you said, it's going to be a fresh version of the games we've been playing. He's he's no longer tied down to Metal Gear, whether or not he likes it. You know, it's probably the mm-hmm. best thing that he had all that controversy with uh, with Konami because he was free to just dive out there into the world and create something new and from scratch. And I think you hit on what the what the lore, the allure of Kojima is. That he takes these these experiences, these gaming paradigms, and flips them on their heads, and then shows the world something new because he's one of very few designers that think outside of that box instead of just like jumping on a trend going, Oh, people like playing this. Let's make more of this. He's the one. Let's make that a real. He's yeah. pushing the new, uh, the new trend, whatever that may be. So it could happen again. We could see an entirely new version of an open world yeah. exploration game. And that's really just what we have to wait for. Yeah. I wanted to put my thoughts out there on everything we've seen. And because in all honesty, as we're recording this and I know it'll be locked in history forever, my thoughts may change after playing death stranding. Sure. It, it may, I may come do a complete 180 and go, I can't believe this garbage exists. This is a piece mm-hmm. of shit. And I want people to understand that. I'm not just riding that Kojima dick. All right. I need people to understand jumping. that. But I believe in him. I believe in what he's creating because sure, I, I've never seen anything like it before. And that, that honestly fascinates and intrigues You're me. You're up on that Kojima dick. It's good. Yep. It's a good episode title. don't do that don't do that that. um we've established that rule you cannot name the episode during the episode that's an established eg rule thank god um you guys have any like last thoughts because i've i've said my kojima piece my my last thoughts about gamescom is that thank god that it's over because what we're probably going to get uh once the week's events are finished up which i think by this point they should be on sunday yeah Yeah, um Cyberpunk 2077 will probably drop their gameplay demo out on YouTube for us to watch. So that's all I'm. Really yeah, they they said um, 
yeah, they're gonna have a 15 minute demo this week on their on their Twitch channel. They're gonna they're gonna drop. So goddamn, am I excited for that? Mm-hmm. Um, Very it'll, excited. It'll be the demo that they showed off at E3. I'm assuming. Thank God, Gamescom's done. <laughs> Thank God. Um, so I'm assuming we're gonna talk about that next week. That'll that'll oh, be 100%. a good good thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, you guys have any last thoughts? Or are you ready to wrap it up? That was it. That was my last thought. I'm good. Let's 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 end it, bro. Cool. All right, I'm gonna sign off then. I'm Neo Ayoshi. I've been Neo Ayoshi on Twitter at Neo underscore Yoshi on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Neo Ayoshi. Um, streaming that No Man's Sky with that Trip Zero and friends. Uh, we're all doing that. I'm sure you'll see me online a lot doing that. I want to finish Final Fantasy 14 Monster Hunter. I'm, I put on the back burner. Unfortunately, I'm really missing it right now. Um, so yeah, catch me there. Hit it. Cool. Throw it off to one of you guys. Oh yeah, and this is Felix Hergood. Uh, you catch me at uh, twitch.tv, Felix Hergood, mixer.com, Felix Hergood. Playing Borderlands series right now, playing Fallout 76, playing uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the Black Order, on my Nintendo Switch. So nice. Come check me out. And I am Trip Zero. Uh, I do restream to both Mixer and to Twitch, but I'd prefer you watch me on Mixer. Uh, it's Trip Zero TV, uh, all spelled out. My socials are all this, also the same, Trip Zero TV. Um, I do primarily Destiny 2 content, though this week I have been obsessed with No Man's Sky and will probably be splitting my days with that until we get deep into the fall with the release of Shadowkeep. So if you like uh, RPGs, you like space, I do a lot of space stuff, you like Destiny, it's where you want to be. And cool. then, uh, yeah, so cool, guys. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next week, next Sunday, for more gaming news. See you next Later. week. Later. This is the awkward part. Uh, now I gotta go out of that and then stop the recording. Felix is already like at the end of his rope. He's sick. He doesn't want. He's like he's just got the setup and then fuck you, Kevin Oaks. Fuck you. <laughs> ASW, I'm ready for that shit, dude. You kidding me? Let's ask Amazing, a neutral man. party. ASW, do the three of us, do we sound fine? Are we okay? Just, yeah, I can hear I you all I just fine. I know I look like a piece yeah. of shit, but like, yeah. other than that, I mean. You can change your I'm, face, so mad at, I'm so mad at Kevin right now. You have no idea. You can change your face, Felix. <laughs> Why don't you fix your fucking face?